Coming in hot, 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 Lisa shares her financial tips and strategies to build wealth, have fun with finances, and be debt-free without having a restrictive budget. From bankrupt to millionaire, Lisa knows what it's like to feel as if you're living paycheck to paycheck. Her unconventional money multiplier system is the very wealth protocol that enabled her to retire two and a half years early, pay down $100,000 of debt in six months, and move to her dream home at the beach. Coming in hot, 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 Lisa shares her financial tips and strategies to build wealth, have fun with finances, and be debt-free without having a restrictive budget. From bankrupt to millionaire, Lisa knows what it's like to feel as if you're living paycheck to paycheck. Her unconventional money multiplier system is the very wealth protocol that enabled her to retire two and a half years early, pay down $100,000 of debt in six months, and move to her dream home at the beach. Hey, 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 welcome back to this episode of I Date Money. I'm your host, Lisa Drennan, and today we have another beautiful guest with a beautiful voice and a beautiful mission. I just absolutely love what Ellison Love David is doing as a singer with magnetic stage presence. People often assume Ellison is a very confident person, but the truth is she has been learning how to confidently show up offstage in her personal life and her business relationships and as a leader. Being a performer and a people pleaser means being able to take on personas and keep her audiences happy, but it made her question what her true voice was. Ellison learned that healing powers of the voice and sound and in her own explorations of these two things, she has discovered valuable tools for her clients and tools to feel confident to show up in the world as yourself. Thank you so much, Allison. I love what you're doing and how you're using your voice. And, and just not, you know, when we think of the voice, we think of automatically singing, but you're not, you're, you're incorporating this singing along with the thoughts to create this, this confidence, this happiness, this joy from within. So that, that's just so amazing. How did you get started in all of this? Hello. Thank you for having me. I love the name of your show. How did I get started? Well, actually, it came from, you mentioned two things there, the, the singing. Um, but the, where it started was the healing power of sound vibrations that you can do from your voice. And so, in a way, I well, I discovered this from straining my voice as a singer, using steam to support my voice. And then when I'm in the steam room going, making sound tones and realizing I can give myself massages with the, with the healing vibrations, you know, working with the energy of water. If you've ever seen a glass of water by a speaker, because it even started earlier than that, when I was going to drum and bass nightclubs and putting my back on the speaker and going, Oh, this is giving me a massage. So when I was in the steam rooms, I would uh, use sound tones like, ah, basically, um, mostly ours, to give myself an internal massage and just use my thoughts to direct the sound into the water in every cell to give it vibrational, like, because massages are literally vibrations, aren't they? Like undulations. And so uh, it was originally, I was like passionate to try and get people to use this 
amazing healing tool that is the voice. So that was the first. Then the next one was like letting go of looking around, noticing how many people are holding in their sounds and how much, you know, like if you make it a sigh of relief, it comes with the sound of a sigh and stretching. And then all these things that we hold withhold, all these sounds we withhold, like groans and grunts and crying out loud. And then that led to me noticing about people not speaking how they really feel. It makes me quite emotional. And, and that helped me to look so that when I was passionate about helping people to understand this tool, and then I got some coaching, which was amazing. And they took me to a pain point. And that was the story of when I was getting a record deal. I had a record deal, a solo deal with my song, Dreams Come True. And it was back a long time ago. And they got me to make a pop video and I was so excited. And I just had a baby and I had big boobs, which is also super exciting because um, I got to wear a corset like I will never again wear. And then when the te- day came to film and they said to me, you know, I started to sing the song and it's a passionate song. You can make your dreams come true was my message with all my heart, with all my heart back in my twenties. Then they said, instead of singing it like with passion for the video, I had to sing it really in effect, you know, you're miming for pop videos. I had to be all kind of like ethereal and light and, and I didn't stand up for myself. And so not standing up for myself amongst people that are professional and male in my industry, people who know more than me, when I tuned into that pain point, when I look back at that and just realized how, even when I speak it now, I can feel the pain in my chest. I can feel the tears behind my eyes of just not being able to, you know, there's my passion. And some people just take my passion and kill it. And I didn't have the cuts and the confidence to speak it out. So when I've been with all these different people talking about the healing power of the voice and realize how many people do not dare to speak their heart. Um, yeah, it's fueled this incredible passion to coach and work with different people to help them feel the confidence to share of themselves. Yeah. And it's so beautiful how that interweaves with the relationship with money because so many people don't speak up when it comes to their finances. You know, we're we're raised to be like hush hush, you know, oh, don't talk about money, you know, don't don't say your voice or you know like we're always told no or you know, I don't have enough or there isn't enough with this scarcity mindset going on. So going back to when Ellison was a little girl, little Ellison, what's your earliest memory when you first met money? Oh. My earliest memory, I I don't know. I'm not the very best at remembering um, my childhood, but the first thing that came into your head when you said going back to your childhood, the words in the red. Ah. I didn't know what that meant when I was young, but <laughs> I know what it means now. In fact, we don't. I don't even know if it exists anymore, but in the olden days, you'd get a paper bill. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't pay it in time, you'd get a later bill that was written in red. And so my, I remember hearing those words in the red quite a lot. Yeah. So that's one of them. Yeah. It's the earliest. And yeah. And as soon as you say that, I remember that too, because my mom used to say, oh, no, we're in the red. And I'd be like, why? Like, what happened? And she's, well, do you know what it means? I'm like, it doesn't sound good. <laughs> it means you're in trouble. <laughs> I think of red and I think of trouble. Like it's alarming, like stop, <laughs> you know, it's a stop sign red. Yeah, and- Red light spells danger. Exactly. Exactly. And when I was uh, a treasurer for, I was a treasurer for three different not-for-profits and like, you know, one of the accounts that I was managing 
had, but they were in the red. I'm like, well, what are you doing? Like, what's going on? And well, we weren't paying attention. Well, what are you doing with the money? Why aren't you depositing into the account? And, you know, there's like all these flags go off and like, you have to look for, okay, you're not the best person to manage this, you know, account. So I was a financial controller for Girl Scouts for my division back home. And I had 54 accounts, which meant two leaders for each account. And uh, yeah, some of the ladies were just you know, they wanted to be a leader, but they didn't want to deal with the financial part of it. Yeah. So. I mean, I, I can see that some women would have issues around that. I was listening. Oh, it was your show. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening to your show and somebody was talking about their dad being the person who was in charge of money. And, but I know that some women are in charge of housekeeping, mm-hmm. which can involve money sometimes it, traditionally, but uh, yeah, I think women have more, even more about money shame than others. Yeah. And you say you know, that to be true in your experience. I mean, no, I'm definitely. just, I, I, I have not found a woman that is a hundred percent confident in their money. I mean, even me as a wealth activator, there's certain parts of my relationship with money where I'm like, okay, is this like, is this really going to do it? Like, you know, are we going to really get to this next level? And when we stop and think about it, I mean, I've made some choices in the past. I went bankrupt at 22 and then, you know, with $32,000 worth of debt. And then I was like, I'll never be, you know, um, in debt again. And 20 years later, I racked up $100,000 worth <laughs> of debt. And I was like, okay, what's going on? And I knew it had nothing. To, I knew how to do finances. It wasn't, um, it wasn't a numbers problem. It was actually, I was soothing my own pain inside, my own hurt, my own squashing my voice. I like to say, I'm really good at hiding from my feelings. And instead of processing my thoughts and listening to my body and those emotions, I would just go swipe. I want to, someone tells me, no, I want to go shop. <laughs> what oh, <can> yeah. I- <laughs> my daughter <laughs> uses retail therapy. Mm. Yeah. And it wasn't even retail therapy. I was, I was, I, I really don't like going retail shopping, but I love investing in educational programs. I love, you know, helping others and and getting things like, you know, I I went on trips. I invested in a lot of education. I bought cars. I remodeled my home. I, you know, upgraded like, you know, appliances and things like that. And it was just the thing I'm still, there's so many layers. So many women believe that once you, you know, have a relationship with money, once you start using your voice to express like dear money, (laughs) I love you, but we need to sit down and talk because Mm. you're you're not around as much as I want you around. And, you know, you seem to come and go when you want, (laughs) let's fix this. Right. And when we have this concept of this relationship and we are able to express our thoughts in a way that helps us multiply money and be a really good steward, that's when we can find our true voice, right? I love the sound of that. I love the sound of it so much. I um yeah. I I have a, a love. I'm I'm a polyamorous person, but that includes the the walnut tree out there. My I love water. Water's my friend. I have like big five liter bottles everywhere. And I love my house and and I believe everything has energy. So I have a lot of lovers that are non-physical, non not even organic, but but everything kind of is. And so I'm like, if I'm gonna love my cat, my tree, my house, my water, my teddy bears, then I should love money too. And it, it just made me realize that, that, but then, then freeing your true voice in terms of me, I'm, I'm speaking up, but to actually admit that I have this love, you know, I, I is, 
yeah, it's interesting. So I I did some work around it recently where I, I, I realized that when you see me with a beautiful house and a beautiful car of my own, anytime you see me and she go, Alison's really wealthy financially, you will know there are so many clients who have freed their voice. So suddenly I... I used that and I was like, I can release guilt because you look at me, Rich, you know, there are people who are expressing themselves who never did before. And then when I got invited to your show, you inspired a mantra out of me and I'll sing it, right? I love money. Money is my friend. We play fun games together and I don't need to pretend. I'm coming out of the closet, confident and free because I love money and money loves me. And that one, and I don't need to pretend. I realized that that line is the, the sort of pain point line in that is that there's still something there that says I need to pretend. And it's like a shift, isn't it? To move through the guilt. I bet you've done loads of work around that. Oh, so much work. (laughs) It's a daily practice. It's not a one and done. And a lot of, a lot of, especially women entrepreneurs think, oh, what's the secret? What's the formula? How can I get out of this hot mess that me and money are in? It's daily work. It's going through those layers. And, you know, I love how you use music, that sound. I mean, I got the chills and it was fun. I wanted to get up and dance. So I just, I sat down and danced. (laughs) But it is, it it creates this different vibration, this different sense of that energy that goes through. And it's just like, yeah. And I love how you noted with the pretend because we're all in some way pretending that it's okay. It's okay. More money's coming. And, you know, I'm going to pick on manifestation because a lot of money coaches will say, oh, just manifest it. We're going to teach you how to manifest money. Well, I hope you're teaching the action steps that go with that because it's it's not just about thinking, oh, more money's coming my way. I'm going to open up my mailbox and there's going to be a a $5,000 check or whatever, right? But it's the the practice of knowing the manifestation, the actions that you're taking behind it and using your gifts and talents to help multiply and attract and bring forth that money that we all want. But then once you get that money, like a lot of people can't hold on to the energy of money. They, as soon as they get money, they're like, okay, let's, let's, let's spend it all away. Let's pay down our debt. Let's do this. Let's do that. It's like, no, stop, enjoy, be in the present moment with this beautiful gift that you have. And realize that, you know, if you're taking all of your money and you're putting it back towards your debt, back into your business, and you're not enjoying it, you're not sharing it, you're not investing it, it's not going to stick around, right? And why are we, what's the, what's the drive that keeps us from wanting to splurge and enjoy money for ourselves, to bless others, to be able to invest it and multiply it and watch it grow? And that's the work that we need to do every single day. When we're thinking about that mindset work and we're thinking about those thoughts, I'm not worthy. I don't deserve it. I'm ashamed because I made this past mistake with money and I'm not a good steward. I'm not a good saver. You know, you have to keep take, mm-hmm. take money away from me to, in order to save it because I'm no good with saving money. It's so good that you're saying all this because one of the things I do with my clients is help them to notice what they're saying, the words mm-hmm. that they're using. Because, and you know, you mentioned the word manifestation, and the the throat chakra is the chakra of manifestation. So, actually, what you're saying, all those sentences, they're they're so important to note and to have some con- creative control over what comes out of your mouth because you 
manifest what you speak. Um, I'm working on that totally. And I hear some of those sentences you say, and I'm like, I know that one. Um, <laughs> but yeah, daily, that's a lot. That's a that's a commitment. I mean, I love that you said I date money because relationships are a commitment like that. They're a daily commitment if you're in a relationship, aren't they? Yeah. Anything you you put your heart into, right? I mean, it's a daily practice, just like you sing and you spend all this energy with, you know, vibrations and practicing those sounds. You know, some of these things, people are like, oh, I don't want to spend my time that way. That's great. And I know a lot of creatives don't want to hang out with money and, and crunch the numbers and do the financials because it's not their zone of genius, right? But when we find something that we truly love, we want to do it. But the daily practice with money, it's really simple. It's just captivating your thoughts, thinking about what you're thinking and realizing like, what's the emotion? Like, where do I feel that in my body? And and what's the intensity of that? And then understanding like, do I really believe it? Like, am I really undeserving to receive more money? Am I unworthy to handle, to, to, to hang out with money, to, to multiply money? For me, I find out when I speak things out loud, it's so much quicker to process than it yep. is if I just have it stuck in my head. It's so true. And, and when, you, when you speak out loud, you get to hear your thoughts. And yeah, that's a really good thing. And, and you know, I also do work with water and water picks up words you know as far as studies have gone that they're becoming more and more established to be true you know by but water picks up vibrations of um and people have photographed water crystals especially yasuro emoto who did experiments where he photographed water crystals where he put words into them and the different crystals changed shape depending on the words so when you actually speak out there's water in the air there's water in your body there might be water in a glass nearby and that's also picking up the frequencies and so yeah to i get that to to take a thought and to bring it out into and and i can imagine that could be useful i know with the work i do it's useful to use hear both the negative and the positive ones, the creative thoughts, the ones that you're going to use to create the world, but also the ones that you may want to uncreate because they're coming out. And then, so do you do recording it? Sometimes you can do a voice recording. That's what happened with one of my other mantras that I did. Somebody gave a masterclass and they were saying, record your limiting beliefs. No, that's it. Write down your limiting beliefs and then record and then write down how you could transform them and then record that, you saying that. So when I recorded it, my my speaking them, I couldn't resist singing them. And that's partly how the mantra business came about. I was like, I can't just say this. I have to sing it. So then I put music production underneath it and made made a mantra. And it was just so fun. And then obviously when you hear music in repeat over and over again, which a mantra is something you repeat over and over again, then it, it Im- embeds in you. So I really recommend that you take it to the next level also and start singing some of yours. I don't know if I'll do singing, but <laughs> I should should pre-interview about how my kids, when I sang, when my kids were little, they'd put their hands over the ears, mommy, stop. And like, you know, if I, I wanted to be in chorus so bad when I was a kid, and I remember trying out in fourth grade and I tried so hard and I would stand really tall and try to sing for my, you know, diaphragm and all that. And the teacher would be like, uh, well, you are an alto. So 
we're going to have to stand you near the boys. I'm like, am I in? Am I in? And I was, I was allowed to sing, but you know, like, I guess it was a bad thing to be an alto as a girl. <laughs> so I stood next to the boys and, you know, like next to the girls and I got to sing alto. And then, uh, you know, it didn't really encourage me, but when I moved to a different school, I tried out for another choir and it was the same type of thing. Like, well, you know, you're okay and you can improve, you know, just stand up taller and, and sing from your belly, not from your throat and do all this. And you're, you're an alto. So we're going to put you next to the boys. And maybe they thought that was a bad thing back in the seventies and eighties. <laughs> yeah, maybe, but you know what? I hear stories like yours so often and it really, it makes me feel so sad. And these words, people, you know, one of the things I teach about the voice is um, I call it spells, bad spells and good spells. You know, you can't sing is a bad spell that's, that's been cast on so many people and it's not true. And, you know, your analto is not as bad as you can't sing, but that these, these words that people use can be so painful and they can bury inside of you and just like be a bad spell that is cast upon you that will take some time to shift I'm sure I could get something sounding beautiful out of you I mean, sometimes <laughs> with people it's a bit more work than others but it, it, it just takes love and love and training and attention mm-hmm. um, you're speaking about using words you make a podcast you, you you're in the business of what of sound mm-hmm. and I I'm sure that we could get you sounding like beautiful and and I had a woman come and she won a prize from one of my like three day workshops. And she always said, I can't sing. And she'd say things like, Oh, you know, you better hold your ear, hold your ears before I start. Or, you know, she just put herself down a lot. And I managed to get her into my studio singing. We did it with karaoke and recorded her. And I proved to her, and she now can never ever say it again. She has living proof <laughs> that she can sing. I love that. Yeah. I've done some karaoke gigs too, but <laughs> yeah, not my favorite, not the spotlight that I want to be in. <laughs> we'll stick to the podcast, <laughs> but it, it is a beautiful talent. And I know like, you know, I enjoy listening to people sing, hearing different types of, you know, genre and being able to listen to the musical notes and, you know, not knowing like, oh, is that a drum? Is that, so my ear isn't, you know, specifically picking up on something like I can't identify. It's funny because I'm, I'm challenged to identify like, like, who's your favorite artist? I'm like, um, not sure. <laughs> What's your favorite song? I don't know the title. <laughs> yeah, if yeah. you play it, you know, like That's I was quite to, normal. Yeah. So as I'm, as I'm working with my clients with their wealth activation, you know, I create these uh, money operation procedures for them. And every time, you know, like a lot of the times when I get on calls with ladies, they're like, oh, I you know, like, well, what's your monthly income? Well, I don't know. My accountant takes care of that. And every time I hear that, it reminds me of the song by Joel Walsh. Um, I have an accountant that pays for it all. That line in that song. What's okay. the name of the song? <laughs> I have to Google. I don't know, but Google's good at that, isn't it? Google's amazing for that. Like, yeah, totally. yeah. But, you know, I'm menopausing at the moment. And so I lose names of songs quite often and you know I'm singing I do uh, for my bread and butter work I'm still singing a lot of gigs and and sometimes I'm like what is that song and sometimes I just ask my audience you know and um, what what is that song and then sometimes we come up with it together or if I have one line I can google and try and remember what the title is and sometimes I lose complete lines of songs in my memory just forgets things. Yeah. But, um, yeah. It's, it's, it's more normal than you think maybe. Yeah. 
So how how have you used these gifts and talents to multiply your money? Oh my, oh my, oh my. I have, yeah, well, I've created a, a six-month program. And so it was so delicious to the idea of like taking on board some people and doing a journey with them, coaching journey, so that they could build confidence in the way that they expressed themselves. And mm -hmm. I particularly work with visionaries and creatives. Visionaries are people who just want to see the world become a better place. And creatives, anybody who has ideas is a creative. And I've, I've got some clients um, for that six-month program. Yeah, the marketing became fun because I was so passionate about what I was doing. And so um, went through that. And um, I'm, I'm only in the second six-month program now, but got more clients with that, put my prices up. That thing I told you about realizing that when I'm, when I'm wealthy, you'll know there are loads of people who have freed their voices, made me feel more confident to put my prices up. And so, yeah. And then marketing becomes super fun. So uh, that's what I've done. So I was a singer and now I'm a singer and a coach. So that's increasing every every six months, every year. It's going to probably go to a year program for the next one. So that's been wonderful to have money come in. I finally, I've booked a holiday for myself and my children with the profits from this last launch. Yeah. So I feel totally, yeah, my, I see my finances just improving all the time and increased, like you were talking about buying things that are lovely for yourself. I've included that into my life. Mm -hmm. um, it's just so amazing. Mm. And, it's, and the marketing is fun. Yeah. And it's amazing when you have money coming in, working for you and you get to do all these beautiful things You and you don't have to worry about it. Like you get to go on holiday and you don't have to worry about like, you know, if, if the bills are paid or, you know, if more money is coming in, cause you know that it is, cause you've taken the action steps to allow that to happen. And, you know, by stepping into your purpose, using your gifts and talents, like you said, it's so easy. I love doing it. It's my passion. And that's what makes more money come your way. And, you know, paying attention to money when it does come your way. So what's your favorite way to manage your money? Well, I would love to learn about that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have, I don't think I have management under control yet. I, I can see that okay. I do. And, and, uh, yeah, so I I'll need to learn that I've been scraping it by for a very long time. So watching the, the income move above zero, I mean, not the income, the, the, the bank balance has been, it's been a journey for me. And so, um, yeah, just, I'll be needing to do that. But it's, I've been juggling. I call it money juggling. <laughs> Tell me more about this money juggling. I haven't heard this before. <laughs> well, I have like, when I put money from my business account into my personal account, the reference is money juggling. <laughs> <laughs> On paper, you would not believe that I've managed to do what I've done. And so wow. it's just moving and it's like reinvesting in my business. Somehow it just works. And so I haven't, I, I look forward to being able to manage now that I know that, you know, with the, with the, the results I'm having with my clients, I will always have more people and mm -hmm. want to do what I do. So I can start to see a trajectory of that profit, which is more than what I was making from just singing. So yeah, we'll need to do it. So I'll need to listen to your podcast and hear about people like you so I can start working out how to how to take it to the next level. Yeah. Having a, a management system in place and paying attention to the income that's coming in and, you know, allocating it into money buckets is so important. 
not only does it give you that visualization of, hey, this is what's going on. So when my clients meet with their money once a week, they go on a date, they their money has a name, they sit down with their date and they, you know, have coffee or whatever. And they go over everything, the whole wealth activation roadmap, and they look at it and they celebrate, they give thanks, they do all these things and it becomes fun. But for the business side of it, it's like, when do you invest? Like, what are your operating expenses? And what are you investing in? What's going out? But having a purpose for every single dollar that comes in or euro or whatever your currency is, right? Having these percentages go into these buckets so that they can multiply with a you know like a good interest rate and doing these investments, but cutting yourself a paycheck first, right? So many entrepreneurs do not take a paycheck, or if they do, they feel guilty. It's like why you earned this money, you take the cut from the the top. So I always recommend drawing a fifty percent salary from your from your your profits and then taking care of the rest. You know, and people are like. Well, I don't want to take 50%. Well, what would you expect if you, if I hired you, how much would you expect me to pay you for exactly what you're doing? And then they come up with these numbers and I'm like, okay, so why aren't you paying yourself? <laughs> yeah, I hear that. I hear that. And bridging that disconnect is one of the things I do in my program. So it's really fun to see that shift, to see those thoughts and then like turn it into like, we do a lot of writing and, um, changing it. And if people don't like to write, like if they're not a journaler, I'm like, get Otter voice recorder or use your video recorder on your phone and speak it in because that when you can process it out loud, that can really, really benefit you. And I know the power of pen and paper is huge. And I know some people don't like to write, you know, they don't want someone to find it. Right. So use the voice recorder. And I love that you have this model and, and you're like, okay. And listening to these words as you're speaking them and hearing them reflected back to yourself. It's like, oh, wait a minute. I didn't catch that. I said this or tonality, right? How we feel and the tone that we have towards money. A lot of entrepreneurs will have multiple income streams coming in, but they might not like this income stream from, you know, this source. Mm. So they compartmentalize their income. I'm like, no, <laughs> it's all your income. Just just lump it together, celebrate it. So <laughs> that was so interesting. Now I know why you ha- why you asked me to come in because you're already using the power of the voice in, yeah. in ways. That's that's brilliant. And 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 I wonder how many people you interview in your podcast who end up hiring you because I'm <laughs> I'm I'm very interested in what you do. Do you have overseas clients? I do. I do. Yeah. I'm a global girl. Global girl. Me too. Global girl. (laughs) (laughs) Money. There is no, you know, like, like I said, the only thing with money and when you look at it from a relationship point of view, the currency may be different, but the, the relationship with money is the same regardless of where you are. Yeah. I'm in the United States. I can go, you know, to Europe. I can go to, you know, the Caribbean, wherever, and money and I are still hanging out. We're still partners. And I just have to figure out like the different, ex- the exchange rate, right? And I know like where are some type places I go up, the American dollar is is king, right? Because it's worth more or whatever. But 
every single value of money. Like I found a dime the other day. And to me, a dime means hope. For some reason, when I saw this, this dime, I was just like, oh, I'm going to, um, I always pick it up. I pick up pennies all the time, but this dime was like, it gave me hope. And, you know, I guess, so I, I have it like as a, just a reminder of this hope that I'm holding on to, right? <laughs> guess what? I literally walked here from, I went to, I went out with a friend just now and I walked here and I saw seven pence on the floor, a five and t- two ones. And I picked them up. I use it as a symbol, but now you've mentioned it. I'm like, this is such serendipity. It's like, and also seven is a great number for me. Yeah. I'm a seven in numerology. So that's brilliant. That I can't, It's so brilliant that you just told me that when I've just found those pennies on the floor. Well done. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And then celebrate that and be thankful for it. And then the other thing is that a lot of people, you know, they exchange their currency for a service or a product and they're like, oh, well, I've just wasted my money. No, you just invested in yourself. And in exchange, you received something. So you exchanged your your dollars, your cash, whatever, for something in return. That is not a waste of money. That is a exchange for services. You know, and back in the day, people used to barter. You know, they didn't have the paper to, to exchange, so they would barter their services. Mm-hmm. And when you think about that, like I always tell my clients, just look around, like you had mentioned, like you'll know I'm wealthy because you're going to see like, you know, the the this materialistic things, right? The houses and and the the fine things, but really wealth is a state of mind because when you're feeling wealthy, you look around and you're like, I have all these beautiful things and I get to enjoy all these experiences. And to me, that's true wealth. Money in the hands of good people does fantastic, beautiful things. You know what's so interesting? On the 7th of the 7th, um, on the 6th, I had just done a group session with my current run of clients mm-hmm. and, I, and I came away from that feeling so rich and I was just contemplating I feel so rich and then on the 7th of the 7th I wrote this list this is the list of things that had happened to me in that week and uh-huh. um, I was in a, a cacao ceremony for when I wrote this and um, and I just stayed and, and apparently the 7th of the 7th is a portal um, which I hadn't well, I, I kind of knew, but forgot, and I didn't know what day it was. But all that day, I was just sitting in this wealth that I have. Like, I, I, I'm still with it. I mean, I yesterday and this week, my son's birthday, but and I had these amazing sessions with my client, amazing times with my family, and like, um, and this list of just like so much in my life, so many things that are of a beautiful, like, you know, the way that lives are touched and the feedback I get and the creativity and the fun I have and the family and the, the, oh, there's just so many, my beautiful house at the moment smells of jasmine because these jasmine flowers are just, there's just so many beautiful things in my life. Like I am, I am, I nearly said filthy rich, but that's not such a good word unless you like rolling around in mud and then it's okay um I am so rich in experience like I I often feel like I could die tomorrow because I've done so many amazing things and so achieved so much and and it's delicious and there's so much delight and joy so whatever my bank balance you know there's still a a limit there's still a balance that needs to happen there with Mm -hmm. uh, the finances to represent how rich my life is, but I know I'm rich and I'm quite into the law of attraction and, you know, focusing on, on your wealth brings more wealth. And, um, and so, yeah, I'm not surprised that I'm not surprised to see more deliciousness come into my life because wow. 
That's beautiful. So you, you've talked a little bit about your program. We know what you do. What's the best way for our listeners to get in touch with you? The best way is to go to my website, alisondavid.com. That's A-L-I-S-O-N-D-A-V-I-D. And while I'm the doors are not open to my program, my latest and most exciting project is to help people create their mantras. And uh, you heard one of mine just now. And um, I have many. I make many. And I help clients make some. And it, and it comes from their pain. So we, we, we sit with you and we talk through what whatever's you're struggling with and then encourage you to find the right words to say them uh, simply what you would love to hear what would love to be encouraging for you and then um, you I can draw out this the word the word the melody and the rhythm from the person and they can sing it themselves and then I record it and yeah. maybe add some harmonies or put music on top depending what they want and that's my most exciting offering at the moment and it's I because that's that. the power of you know the power of words the power of repetition there's the power of them um, the repetition how it affects your brain and how music affects your brain um so very similar to what you do i could work hand in hand with you with all your clients who who've got these words that they're recording to make mantras out of those you know and sing them to themselves and you imagine like singing love songs to money like singing your to your day singing you know that'd be beautiful wouldn't it yes <laughs> that is beautiful i love i love that that was a great visual and i have to say jasmine is one of my favorites so i have a jasmine oil and uh i love it it's my perfume so i love that you have fresh flowers i'm gonna have to go look and see if i can get fresh jasmine flowers in florida i have not seen them but i'm oh, sure wow. there must be somewhere yeah, I guess so. Um, with this lot that they're, they're just falling, is this jasmine snow like all over my floor, all over the patio, and um, you can just put them in the cup, the flowers themselves, and add hot water and just drink it. It's lovely. Don't Ooh, beautiful, beautiful. Well, thank you so much, Ellison. Before we part, what are some words of wisdom you can share with our audience? Sing your love song to money. Let's do that. Let's sing our love song. Let's. Let's be with what feels uncomfortable and find words to harmonize. Use use your words to soothe you. Use your words. Be kind. Use kind words. And and if you can sing them, doesn't matter if anyone ever hears you. Music is a super powerful tool, and your voice is a tool. So use it. Use words and find nice things to sing to yourself and soothe yourself with your sound. I love that. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure having you here. For you ladies and some guys that are listening to the show, please check the show notes, get in touch with Ellison, especially if you want to find your voice, if you want to confidently sing any mantra, especially towards money, right? We're always thinking about improving that relationship with money and be sure to give the show some love give us a five-star rating and a review and share it with all of your friends who need to hear this or any of the other episodes. And remember, it doesn't matter how much money you make, it's what you do with it. Hey, hey, thanks for tuning in. Be sure to rate the show, give us some love. We would love your review. And remember, it doesn't matter how much money you make, it's what you do with it. And some words of advice, pay yourself first. Are you ready to partner with money? Go check out the money dating game at idatemoney.com and choose your partner. We hope you always get the date you want. 
thanks for tuning into the show. Give us a five-star review and share it with your friends. Get ready to activate wealth. Be the next millionaire with a simple adjustment of your finances using an energetically aligned money multiplier system. You get to build wealth by partnering with money. It's time to have fun with finances. Pick a date. The link is in the show notes to book your wealth activation call where you will get the one solution to multiply your money. Remember, it doesn't matter how much money you make. It's what you do with it.